We have waited a long time to say this, but college football is finally back. So please stay tuned as we get into and discuss the top five games of week one. Welcome to the Super Fan Dan Show. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. I am the law. If you survive camp, you will be on the team. If you survive. And now here is your host. What a game. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Super fan. Dan. Woo! It is about time that we get into talking about college football, not about the predictions, not about the over-unders, not about who's going to win the awards or all this guesswork. We finally get to see it on the field. And I am so glad you could join us for this journey. And this is your first time stopping by and you like what you hear. Well, then please join our socials, Super Fan Dan Show on X, Instagram, and Facebook. In addition, if you really like what we're doing, please leave a rating and a review because that'll help spread the show to others who like football just as much as you and I do. Well, without further ado, let's get into our top five games of week one. First off, number five. I kind of have a game that's really under the radar. And for me, it's Boise State at Washington. Washington has a bunch of hype this year, and it's well-deserved. Michael Penix Jr., absolute beast, threw for over 4,500 yards and 31 touchdowns. Going to have a dynamite running game with transfer running back Dylan Johnson. Insane offensive line. Did you know the offensive line last season for Washington was number one in the country for tackles for loss allowed and second in sacks allowed? This team is still going to be good, especially with tackles Troy Fautanu and Roger Rosengarden. But Boise State, ever since they did that upset of Oklahoma a long time ago when Adrian Peterson was in Oklahoma, it's always a team where I don't know if I want to face them. And it's interesting because after a slow start this past season, Boise State won eight of their last ten. And ever since Taylor Green took over at quarterback, they averaged 32 points a game. I still think Washington wins this game easily, but if Boise State can stick around into the second half, they could easily make this into a really entertaining game and one to keep our upset radar watch on. Next up on our list. Number four. We have Florida at Utah. One of the best games of the year last year is Anthony Richardson, and one of his only really good showings of the year, helped upset then 7th-ranked Utah. As the season would progress, Utah would win 10 games and the Pac-12. Florida made a bowl game but lost and finished 6-7. and seven. Anthony Richardson is now gone, 
And of all quarterbacks that they could have gotten, they went in the portal and Billy Napier got Graham Mertz. Now, he thinks Mertz is the second coming. He thinks Mertz can be the guy that saves his job. I have a thing or two to tell you about Graham Mertz. You see, I'm a Badger fan. And when we first recruited Graham Mertz, I was so excited. I thought this guy was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in Wisconsin history. Turns out, didn't turn out that way. And there were no backups that were good behind him, so he had to play. And there are times where Mertz makes a throw and you go, wow, this guy could be a pro. Then he makes the next play does a throw, and you go, man, I've seen Pop Warner quarterbacks play better than that. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Graham Mertz pans out, because if he doesn't, Billy Napier might be on the hot seat, especially if they lose to Utah by a ton and aren't even in the game. Uh, Utah, though, will not have Cam Rising. He's recovering from an ACL surgery he suffered in January. Insert Bryson Barnes. Now, I'll be interested to see how they do or how they shift the offense for Barnes. As in his career, he's only 39 to 59 for 450 yards, five touchdowns, and two picks. I heavily expect them to focus on the ground in this game and try to just wear Florida out. So, just an interesting take in that can Utah play well without Cam Rising? And can Florida play well with a new quarterback in week one? Should be fun to find out. Following that, we have... Number three. The, this game is going to be a fun one to watch. If you are a fan of a good old-fashioned shootout, then you want to sit down and watch North Carolina versus South Carolina. Drake May versus Spencer Rattler. Woo! I mean, these two could be first-round picks in next year's draft. Could be. Might happen. North Carolina averaged 35 a game with Drake May last year. Spencer Rattler, when they went off at the end of the year and had all those upsets, 44 a game the last three games. Absolute a joy to watch him play and finally live up to his potential. Now the curious thing for me is, can North Carolina still play well with Phil Longo going to Wisconsin? I think the obvious answer is yes, because Drake May is that good of a player. But it's going to have some impact, but I don't think enough to slow them down. I think this is a game where whoever, whatever team gets the ball last wins. I think this game could easily go in the 40s or the 50s for both teams. And I hope it does because that will be an exciting, super fun game to watch. So look out for that one. Following that exciting shootout, we have... Number two. And it's a game that's been hyped up for a while now. Colorado at TCU. This has a lot of fun storylines, with the obvious one being Coach Prime's first game in Division I football here and the FBS. Brought a bunch of new players with them. We talked about it in our top five teams to watch, so if you missed that, go check that one out. But Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, all those players, and... I did get to watch their spring game, and it was really hyped up. There was sold out for a spring game, which is awesome, but they look small. They look small. So if there's a team that has a big power or a big power back and likes to run the ball, 
Colorado's going to be in some trouble. And TCU is going through a transition as well. Left a lot of players off the team that lost in the championship game last year. Gone is Max Duggan. Gone is Johnston, that amazing wide receiver. And instead, we insert Chandler Morris. And the crazy part is, Chandler Morris was the starter last year before he got hurt. And go figure. His, one of his first games in 2022, he made the start against Colorado, 38-13 to win. Left in the third quarter due to injury, he was 13 of 20 for 111 yards and had 18 rushing yards and four carries. So the fact is, Max Duggan, who was a Heisman candidate, was the backup to this guy. And this guy's only a sophomore. So if they can explode again with the guy that was supposed to be their starter, that Sonny Dykes' was original plan was to start Chandler Morris, this could be a better team than last year offensively. Unless it all just goes to fan and Max Duggan was actually a much better quarterback. But we're going to find out week one about both teams to see if TCU is actually legit again and to see if Colorado can actually put up a fight against some of these teams or if they're going to whimper. So for me, Colorado, if they win four to five games this year, that's a success. With, all, with how bad they were last year, that would be a success. So good luck to both of those teams. And finally, we come to number one. This one is a no-brainer. Easily one of the top five games from last season, especially with that ending. It's LSU against Florida State. Neutral site in Jacksonville. So likely a home game for Florida State. That's only four hours away from Tallahassee. But this game, oh my goodness, this feels like a playoff game. Especially with all the returning players on both sides. For LSU, quarterback Jaden Daniels, back. Receiver Malik Neighbors, back. Running back John Emery, back. Five of their tip off, five of their top six offensive linemen, back. Also brought in a bunch of transfers. Florida State side, Jordan Travis, back. Johnny Wilson, back. And Jared Verse, back, who would have been a top 15 pick this year, but he came back. And also, they also got a bunch of portal transfers as well. This game is going to be so fun to watch. I hope it's just as entertaining as it was last year. My money's on Florida State, but honestly, this game's a toss-up. And whoever loses this game is not going to be out of the playoff. There's no way, but the winner easily has the inside track towards that playoff at the end of the season there. So those are my top five games to watch in week one. But what are yours? Do these sound right to you, or do you have another game that we should keep our eyes on for week one? Well, we'd love for you to join our socials on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, although Twitter is technically called X now, so there's that, at Show, You can share your opinion. You can trash talk me on how I think I'm wrong, or you can praise me to see if I'm right. Maybe I am right once in a while. Who knows? So I would love to hear that feedback from you guys. Remember also to leave a review and rate the show so that others can see this amazing show where we talk about the sport we all love. And without further ado, I wish you the best, my friends. God bless. And we'll see you next time here on the Superfan Dan Show, where football is our middle name.